Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius, here with Brendan Pika. How you doing? Hey, yo. We're here. We're here. That's it. That's how yeah. we're doing. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> it's just three the, long days the, the, of waiting the, the, Yeah, the problem is, is that there isn't football today. There's not that's, football that's at the problem. this moment. Yeah. yeah. There's no football on the TV right now. Yeah. So I'm just doing okay. Just doing. I'm doing a little bit better because we're talking about football. How so many? I wonder how many times we can make that stupid joke before it starts getting old. <laughs> let's try it. Let's try yeah, let's, it every episode. Okay. Let's let's just do it until <laughs> we're gonna do it every episode. Let let's let see us see how long we can go. Yeah. Let us let us know. We're gonna once we start getting like eighty percent of the people where yeah. it's like, hey, shut up already. <laughs> yeah. Just stop. We're just gonna keep talking. on doing it. You're in stop doing the stupid intro. <laughs> Get into it. All right. Yeah. Get right, to let's... what we paid for. I mean, you're not paying for anything, but Yeah, free podcast. Or you can if you want and support us on Patreon. Go Click that link this website every week. We yes. started doing video now as well, so We got video. Patreon, uh, patrons. patrons on Patreon get video first. Absolutely. So. That's the that's their privilege to get an episode each oh. week where I talk about the safe picks and the gambles, and then I answer some questions on the podcast. So uh, you can send in the questions on uh, our social media pages, or you can comment on the previous Patreon episode. So, uh, yeah. so do that, because it's, uh, it's great. Much you appreciate it. Uh, yeah, social media, Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is at Barely Athletic. You can visit our website, www.barelyathletic.com. Uh, check that out. You can We got all the links in there. So, As well as some articles. So check those out, too. Those are, some, uh, those are good times. So, it, it's, it's so it's such a difference between this episode and the last because the AFC matchups, I had to just go quick because it was 10 episodes. Or 10 episodes. Jeez. It was 10, <laughs> 10 matchups. Yep. 10 matchups, 10 games to talk about. That's 20 teams out of the 32. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want it to be an hour long episode. So, uh, you know, you got to we had to pick up the pace a little bit and uh, kind of go quickly through each matchup. But now there's only six games <laughs> to talk about for the NFC home team. I don't know what. Like, is this going to be the norm? Is this what's going to happen? Are we going to have one episode where I'm just talking super fast, you know, turning the dial up to 11, and then the other game or the other episode's just kind of relaxing, you know, smooth jazz playing in the background? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's, uh, we'll see. We'll see what, what the next week's uh, have in store for us. But let's jump into it. I mentioned we're, earlier we're talking about the NFC home games this week. Uh, this I keep saying this week, this episode. Jeez, I think I made that mistake last episode as well. Uh, Atlanta Falcons versus the New York Giants. Falcons first because they're the away team. I don't know what is going on here, but they have not looked good at all. Uh, last game, at least they scored twenty-five points to Week One six. But Matt Ryan throwing three interceptions. Come on, dude. You're supposed to be somewhat fantasy relevant. Like, seriously. Uh, so you're not starting Ryan. The running backs suck as well. 
Mike Davis, not the lead back. Well, not the workhorse back. Uh, even though he he's built like a horse. I mean, that dude is giant. Uh, Cordero Patterson was the one getting the touchdown. Uh, I'm I'm still waiting on a week where Mike Davis shows some some signs of life. And uh, I'm hoping it's going to be this this week against the Giants because it, he really should. Uh, this is a a lot better matchup than the Eagles and the Buccaneers, who they uh, previously played. So, if there's any week that Mike Davis can pop off, it should be now because the clock's ticking. Am I going to start Mike Davis? No, not if I have anything to do with it. Not if I can help it. If you're really really low on running backs or if you're just dealing with a ton of injuries, you don't have any good players, Mike Davis, I see as a low-end flex. So that's where I'm at with that. Cordero Patterson, I want to see some more consistency out of him. I know we had a really good week last week, and he was a definitely a rosterable player, a player that you need to get. If he is a free agent, you should get him on your team because he has the upside that we saw last week, finishing as the number four running back uh, that also plays wide receiver. So, I'm going to wait a, a week to see what he can do. Uh, so I, I guess you can put him as a risky flex if you really want to, but I, I am not going to feel confident at all starting Patterson. Receivers, Kyle Pitts. This man's being targeted a lot. Uh, he had the most receiving yards on the team last week. I really actually was impressed with the way he played against Tampa. So um, obviously there's some, you know, there's some kinks that you got to work out, some rookie mistakes. but. Man, this guy, this guy's got a lot of potential. So it's only a matter of time before he gets a hundred yards receiving uh, in a game, and that could be this one. Honestly, I mean, it's the New York Giants; they're not good. So starting Pitts with confidence, starting Kelvin Ridley with confidence. I don't even really need to talk about him. Russell Gage is a big sit for me. He's been disappointing uh, throughout the season, so he's sitting on the. In, in the free agency uh, for my fantasy league until he does something cool. So, yeah, I'm uh, holding off on him. He's still got potential. I'm keeping my eye on him, but I am not uh, not picking him up and not starting him anytime soon. Moving on to the New York Giants. Daniel Jones is a start this week. Yeah, Daniel Jones starting him, and I'm confident in it. It's the Atlanta Falcons. This is an amazing matchup. I think that it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a barn burner. Daniel Jones is going to need to throw the ball a lot, and apparently he's good now. Uh, I love the rushing plays uh, that that they uh, that they include in the playbook. And uh, I saw somebody post, "Is Daniel Jones the new Cam Newton?" And I got really upset about that. Uh, but then you look at the stats, and I'm like, "Oh my god." Why are they so similar? Daniel Jones' first two weeks to Cam Newton's uh, first two weeks in his MVP caliber season. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of freaky. But Daniel Jones I talked about in the waiver signing episode, so make sure to go check that out if you need some convincing. But listen, fourth best quarterback this season, uh, and he's got the stats to back it up. So as long as you can get over having Daniel Jones on your team, he can actually score some fantasy points. He is he, he can be a really good uh, streaming quarterback. He is a quarterback with high upside, and there's really not a better matchup than the Atlanta Falcons for a quarterback. So 
Yeah, uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, I'd play Daniel Jones over Tannehill. I'd play Daniel Jones over Winston, over Burrow, over uh, Trevor Lawrence. Like, I really like Daniel Jones. So, uh, Saquon Barkley, he's a thumbs up in my book. I'm starting him. I'm starting Saquon Barkley. He's going to be, he's, he's back and he's finally, this is going to be his week. This is, he's finally going to be back into that RB1 category. So, Starting Saquon, uh, when it comes to the receivers, I, I'm not confident in any of them uh, just yet. Sterling Shepard's been the number one. I don't know if he's going to continue to be the number one. Is it going to be Kenny Galladay? I don't know. Is it going to be, is Kadarius Tony going to get involved? I can answer that question. It's going to be no for Kadarius Tony. I'm just messing with you. He's, he's not going to do much. But uh uh, yeah, between Galladay and Shepard, the two fantasy-relevant receivers, uh, I'm just going to hold out. I'm going to wait and see. I mean, they both have the opportunity this week, so if you want to value them as a low-end flex, absolutely. Uh, I think that's a fair position for them. Uh, but personally, I I would rather play uh, some other receivers. So, yeah, I'd rather play players like Robbie Anderson in that flex, uh, Tyler Boyd, um, I'd rather play, I'm trying to think of more players, Rondell Moore, definitely. Uh, They're just above Michael Pittman in my head. So listen to last episode, see where I value Michael Pittman, uh, and you can get a better understanding there. Moving on to the Baltimore Ravens versus the Detroit Lions. Oh boy, how many many rushing yards is Lamar Jackson going to get? Because it's going to be pretty ridiculous, I think. So... You're starting Lamar Jackson, a sneaky start, a high-risk kind of player, Tyson Williams. I think that, uh, I think that, uh, I mean, he's still getting majority carries and he's getting majority yards. He might not, he's not going to get the red zone snaps because that's going to Latavius Murray. But Williams, honestly, was so close to getting a touchdown last week against the Chiefs. Um, so yeah, I, I like Tyson Williams this week, uh, and it's clearly matchup based. So uh, I'm I'm in on that. Mark Andrews start absolutely. Um, I I should mention Latavius Murray. I should go back to him. Uh, he is a risky flex for me, uh, just because most of the carries is going to go to to Williams uh, over Murray. You're just hoping for a touchdown from him. So if you think Murray's going to get a touchdown, you can start him. But I must warn you, it it is a good chance that's not going to happen. Uh, Mark Andrews start Marquise Brown apparently is fantasy relevant once again after me talking so much crap about him last season uh, he's fantasy relevant again he is a low end flex for me I'm nervous about his consistency but with all the other wide receivers injured he is the clear cut number one and he's going to stay as the number one target so if Lamar Jackson is going to pass it Marquise Brown is going to be the first person he looks to uh, 113 receiving yards and a touchdown last week against the Chiefs. Uh, I wouldn't expect that game again from him. I think that's his upside, but 50 yards and a touchdown is definitely uh, not inconceivable. So, uh, yeah, go with him. Uh, this is going to be a blowout. Ravens are going to take a very early lead against the Lions. They're going to be up by 20 for most of the game, and then the Lions are going to do what they do best and try to make a comeback and then fall short. Uh, so those are that's it for the for the early games on Sunday. 
Let's move on to the afternoon games, two of them here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Los Angeles Rams. Antonio Brown is out with COVID. He is out for this game. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans should, uh, well, theoretically should uh, be targeted a lot, and I think they can put up a lot of fantasy points. It is against the LA Rams. Uh, It's going to be very tough matching up against Jalen Ramsey, whoever the receiver is going to be. Obviously, it's not going to be one receiver the entire time that Jalen Ramsey is going to cover. He's probably going to flip-flop, but yeah, I'm starting Mike Evans. I'm starting Godwin because of their upside. Uh, The Bucs are going to need to fight to stay in this game. Same thing for the Rams. Like This is going to be such a fun game to watch because these are like, if I had to pick two teams in the NFC that are going to make it to the Super Bowl, these are my two choices, the Bucs and Rams. So this is going to be a very fun game. Uh, yeah, so Godwin, Evans, Gronk, Brady, no running backs. It is the Rams' defense. It is the, I, I want to say, the second-best rushing defense in the league behind the Buccaneers. So, yeah, no running backs. Uh, I know Fournette is now technically the rb1 uh but yeah uh, no just i'm not don't deal with that it's too much of a headache keep them on your bench uh until they prove otherwise and then we'll talk then we'll consider it la rams you're starting stafford you're starting robert woods you're starting cooper cup you're starting tyler higby because he has that upside very disappointing last week, but he still has that upside. He's a very, very, very low-end tight end one. But this is going to be a high-scoring game. This is going to be a a lot of passing done by Stafford, and Higby should benefit from that. When it comes to the run game, wow, deja vu. Don't start anybody. No Henderson. No Sony Michelle. Henderson's actually questionable this week with a rib injury. So we don't even know if he's going to play. Even if he does, it's the Buccaneers. It is the best rushing defense in the NFL. Don't start them. It's just their upside, their ceiling is just crushed when you play the Buccaneers. So don't do that. If you want five to eight points, then go for it. Start whoever the starting running back is going to be for the Rams, which we will let you know in our injury update. So so definitely look forward to that. I'm. it's I'm going to be going over every single fantasy relevant player uh, that is going to be out questionable or will play. I will let you know on all that news and give you fantasy advice. Uh, so make sure to check that out later this week. But I'm going to tell you right now what I'm going to tell you on Saturday. Don't start any Rams running backs. Just don't. It's not going to be worth it. They're going to let you down. They don't have any upside. Moving on to the next game, Seattle Seahawks versus the Minnesota Vikings. Yay, the home team. Uh, let's start with the Seahawks, though. You're starting Russ. You're starting Lockett. You're starting Metcalf. You are starting Carson. You could start Everett, potentially. I'm not going to say start him for sure, but I think if you're streaming tight ends, he is a solid option. Uh, I, I think he is one of the better streaming tight ends. I like Jared Cook better. Uh, but yeah, you can't. Uh, Everett should be fine. He has the opportunity to get a touchdown this game, and that's really all you can ask from the 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 level of tight ends that you're going to be streaming. 
Uh, I think Everett has a a very good chance this week of scoring tight uh, scoring a touchdown. Um, yeah, very easy for the Seahawks. You're starting all your studs. That's it. I mean, it's the Minnesota Vikings. So it's very possible that all of them could have fantasy relevant weeks. Uh, not only fantasy relevant, but very good weeks. I think all of them can have, like, the, the, not, not only are you going to be happy with their points, you're going to be ecstatic. So uh, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings, it's kind of the same. It, it honestly is kind of the same. I'm starting Delvin Cook, even though he's dealing with an injury. Uh, dealing with an ankle injury, Mike Zimmer basically confirmed he's going to play anyway. I am starting Thielen. I am starting Jefferson. I am not starting KJ Osborne. I know that he scored a lot of fantasy points. I know he was the receiving leader last week. I'm not starting him yet. Uh, and I'm not starting any tight end. Kirk Cousins is an option for streaming quarterbacks. There are players that I like better, like Daniel Jones, for example. Um, Daniel Jones is going to be. Uh, available in your league if Kirk Cousins is. So I would rather go Daniel Jones than Kirk, uh, which is just a crazy thing to say. I just can't believe I'm talking about Daniel Jones being a start. Oh, it's going to get crazier too. Uh, And we'll probably talk about that later on in this episode. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. Let's talk about this run game for a minute. Jamichael Hasty, he's out for this week against the Packers. Trey Sermon was limited in practice on Wednesday, and Elijah Mitchell did not practice Wednesday, so they're both listed as questionable. Guess what? I'm saying the same thing that I've said since the Mostert injury happened. Don't start the 49ers running backs. All of them are rosterable because they, they have potential, but until one ascends above the rest, I'm not starting any of them. Because it's a carousel. It's not a fun game to play. It's a headache. You don't want to deal with this. Sermon and Mitchell should be rostered, but should not be in your starting lineup, especially with these injuries. Uh, Garoppolo, no. I know he's been a top uh, waiver signing over this this week. And no, I, I just don't do that. Uh, Debo Samuel, start. Kittle, start. And that's it. Brandon Ayuk has proved to me that he's start-worthy yet. One reception for six yards against the Eagles last week. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just he's he's on that he's in that timeout stage. He's on the bench until he proves that he can be fantasy relevant, and then we'll talk. Then we'll talk about starting him. So, yeah, um, this is gonna be a fun game. Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers start. Hey, welcome back. By the way. I don't know what happened week one. I don't know if you just were falling asleep there, but welcome back. Aaron Rodgers, four TDs, 255 yards, no interceptions. That's looking like the Aaron Rodgers that we know and hate. Uh, Aaron Jones, 17 carries, 67 yards, and one rushing touchdown, but he also had three flipping receiving touchdowns last week, so he is a big-time start for me. Uh, Devonta Adams, yes, Tunyon. Yeah, very low-end tight end one. I have him at that Higby level because we saw last week that he can be fantasy relevant with that touchdown. And uh, he has a good opportunity to do that again this week. So, yeah, Tunyon, sure, uh, but he, he has a very good chance of disappointing you. That's just because the tight ends of that level, that's what they do. Right? If they don't score a touchdown, he's going to be a disappointment. If they do score a touchdown, you're thrilled. So, yeah, 
fairly easy for this game. Moving on to the, that's Sunday night, by the way, Monday night game. This might be my favorite game this week, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Dallas Cowboys. I love it because I have a lot of shares in both of these teams. Uh, I have Jalen Hurts. I have Devonta Smith. I have Ezekiel Elliott. I have CeeDee Lamb. I have Amari Cooper. So this is going to be such a fun game to watch. Hopefully, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, you are starting Jalen Hurts. If you've played fantasy football at all, if you've listened to this podcast, we always talk about the Cowboys having one of the best matchups uh, for your quarterback. I would say they're just below Atlanta. I would say it goes Detroit, Atlanta, Dallas. Those are the top three defenses uh, that you want to see your quarterback going up against. So definitely starting Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think Devontae Smith could be a riskier flex uh, just because he was a disappointment last week. He's a rookie. It takes time for him to to develop. So, yeah, I would go. Uh, I would go Devonta Smith maybe as a as a lower end flex. Actually, uh, no Quez Watkins, even though another game like he had. I think he's rosterable. Uh, Dallas Goddard, you got to start. Zach Ertz is still dealing with some injuries there, so Dallas Goddard is the tight end one. Uh, when it comes to the running game, Miles Sanders, absolutely. Clear-cut running back one. Um, yeah, not not much to say there, except for I'm very excited for this Eagles offense against the Cowboys. It's really, there's no, there's not much of a, of a better matchup. So Dallas Cowboys here. Uh, something to note, Amari Cooper, he is questionable with a bruised rib. Uh, there were There was a, a, a report saying that that they they think he's going to be healthy for Monday night, but that was a quote from Jerry Jones on the radio. I'm not going to trust Jerry Jones as a source on if Amari Cooper is going to play. Uh, he's got a bruised rib injury. This is an injury that he was dealing with last game as well, and if you have Amari Cooper, you know he was a big disappointment last week. Uh, if he's not fully healthy, there's a chance that we're going to expect a three receptions for 24 receiving yards over a hundred yard game. Like there's a big chance that he's going to disappoint. So I would actually, unless there are, unless there's a lot of positive news uh, on Saturday, when I come up with the injury update, I'm leaning more towards benching Amari Cooper just because when he plays questionable, there are enough weapons on this Cowboys offense that they don't need to push Amari Cooper to his limits. They can say, all right, play this drive. We're not going to play the next one because we don't want you. We don't want to act. Uh, ag- oh, I can't even say the word. At what? What's happening to me? Are you looking aggravate? for aggravate? Okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> okay. Thank you. What just happened? <laughs> they, they, they don't want to aggravate the injury. So uh, there's a good chance where he's not going to uh, play to his full potential. And that's what it's looking like, unless if things change. Listen to the injury update coming out later this week. But my my advice right now, and it could change Saturday, but right now, it is do not start Amari Cooper. It is going to be C.D. Lamb. He's going to go off this game. So C.D. Lamb is a start. No other wide receivers, which is kind of crazy, uh, because... Really, there there was points uh, during the offseason where I'm like, man, you can start three receivers and they can they can uh, potentially be fantasy relevant. But with Gallup injured and uh, Amari Cooper dealing with this injury now, it's only Ceedee Lamb that I feel comfortable uh, starting unless if news changes. 
the, the running game. This is where it gets weird. Because Zico Elliott, you need to start. But Tony Pollard, do you start him? That's the big question. I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with start him. He's coming off of a great game. 13 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown. This team looked better when Pollard was on the field. And I think that the, the fans recognize that and the Cowboys recognize that. So if Tony Pollard is a positive for this team's offense, they're going to play him regardless of Ezekiel Elliott being paid 50 times more than Pollard. I don't know that that's not the exact numbers, but uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of an exaggeration. But, you know, P- Pollard is the RV too. He's getting paid a lot less, but they don't care. If Pollard, Pollard looked more explosive, he looked more elusive, uh, he just kind of had that spark that Ezekiel Elliott just didn't show, even though he both of them had good fantasy weeks. So I'm I'm starting both of them. Elliott uh, is still as an RB one, just because of his upside. Tony Pollard I have as a flex option and kind of a safe one at that. Really, especially if Amari Cooper's out there, just going to look for more weapons. And uh, Tony Pollard, I I know his receiving game isn't great, but three receptions, 31 yards last week against the Chargers. That'll suffice. That's fine. So, yeah, I, I say start both of them. Um, yeah, I, I wish I can tell you more about Amari Cooper's injury, but the the advice that I can give you right now is bench him unless things change uh, on Saturday, and we'll let you know during that episode. So let's move on to our uh, yays and nays of the week. Let's start out. We'll start out with the yays. First player, Rondell Moore. I talked about him last episode. He is at the Jacksonville Jaguars. We saw his upside last week against the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, I think he can do this again. This is a Jaguars team that gave up 130 yards to Brandon Cooks, 150 yards to Cortland Sutton. Rondo Moore has the opportunity to get another 100-plus uh, yard game. Uh, yeah, it, it, here's a actually kind of a fun fact. Rondo Moore has more targets than DeAndre Hopkins this year. Ooh. Is Rondell Moore the number one receiver in Arizona? He's not, but uh, he's he's the wide receiver too now. He showed some some just great great talent in both the running game and the receiving game, and uh, yeah, I'm all in on Moore. I I, I think he's he's going to explode this week. Uh, I have Daniel Jones as my start as my yay this week. I think he could finish once again in the top five. Because it's the matchup. It's the matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Daniel Jones almost scored 30 points against Washington football team last Thursday. A great, 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 great defense. The Atlanta Falcons give up about 28 points per game uh, for the last two weeks when it comes to when you look at the quarterbacks uh, that matched up against them. So I know that was to Tom Brady, and Daniel Jones is nothing compared to Tom Brady, but. I, they're starting to figure things out. This Giants team, yeah, they're you know own two. They're very they they uh, they can't get a win, but they can maybe help you win in fantasy. So Daniel Jones is a a a big thumbs up. I I think that he's going to have a excellent excellent week. Uh, and then I have another Giant in here, and I don't know if this is a cop out or not. Uh, so I'll, I'll throw in another player as well, but I put Saquon Barkley. I think it's very important to to mention and stress again that he's practicing 
he's basically practicing in full. He's still limited, but he is looking very good in practice. I think that he's going to practice in full on on Friday, and uh, he's playing the Atlanta Falcons. So, again, great matchup. Uh, Two Giants in the A's, so I'm going to throw in another running back here, and that's Tyson Williams, uh, the Baltimore Ravens running back against the Detroit Lions. Um, Yeah, he's he's actually the RB15 for the season. Uh, He's scored at least 11 points in the last two games. Uh, he's leading the Ravens in touches. I know that there's other running backs that get involved, like Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray. It seems like Williams is is the number one. Uh, it's his spot to lose. So, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Tyson Williams as a yay. Moving on to the nays, it is Daryl Henderson. Now I talked about him a lot already, so I'm not really gonna talk about him much more. But when you're playing Tampa Bay. There are very few running backs that I feel comfortable starting, and those running backs are the best of the best. It is the the Alvin Kamara's, the Christian McCaffrey's, um, which you know they have to play twice a year. So the I'm, Mike Davis held the 38 yards last week, um, and the week before Ezekiel Elliott held the 33. So there you go. The most yards they've given up is 38. Are you confident that an injured Daryl Henderson is going to do that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then if it's not Daryl Henderson, it's Sonny Michelle. Are you confident in his talent? Do you think he is good enough to beat this Buccaneers defense that only allowed 33 rushing yards against Ezekiel Elliott? No, no chance. I say no, sir. That is not going to happen. So, uh, yeah. Just bench him this week. It's it might be a hard pill to swallow, especially if Henderson is healthy, uh, because he's been pretty solid this season. But no, don't deal with that. Uh, moving on to the nays. These are players that I am not feeling that I do not recommend starting this week. Top guy DJ Chark. This might be his second week in a row in the nay category, and there's a good reason to that. Uh, the 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 terrible thing is that when the Jaguars were losing last week. DJ Shark was only targeted four times. This is in garbage time for Jacksonville. Come on. Like, what? I thought Shark was supposed to be the main guy. I actually didn't believe that. I thought it was going to be LaVisca Chenault. But uh, Marvin Jones targeted 11, LaVisca Chenault 7, DJ Shark 4. So he is the wide receiver 3 on this team. Uh, And the Jaguars are not good enough to support three fantasy-relevant wide receivers. They're just not. So I, Marvin Jones is a thumbs-up for me. You can basically start him every week because apparently he's the number one. But LaVisca dealing with the injury and DJ Chark just disappointing. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not dealing with that. So, uh, yeah, that is a, a big nay for me. Ooh, and then the final nay. Uh, I, I wanted to go with a quarterback and there were actually a, a good amount of them, uh, to pick from, but I went with Joe Burrow. Uh, and I think that he's going to do good enough to put up some, some fantasy relevant, uh, players. Like I think Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, and Jamar Chase all can be fantasy relevant. 
But I think it's going to be very similar to the last game where 207 passing yards, two touchdowns, but three picks. Like, he kind of plays reckless. I'm not going to compare him to, like, James Winston or anything just yet. But with a tough matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's a tough defense. I, I love the Bengals' offense, and I love their potential, especially for fantasy. But listen, he's he's still, this is I, this is basically his first season. You know, like, he got injured mid, I guess, mid-season last year, and you know he he's still kind of getting over these these rookie mistakes. So I going up against an elite defense like the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think there's going to be a lot of turnovers from Burrow. I think there's going to be mistakes from Burrow, uh, and I think it's just it, it's going to be too much for him to be a reliable quarterback one for this week. I think he is a good streaming option on certain matchups, but it is not going to be this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So next week against Jacksonville, absolutely. This week, against the Steelers, no shot. So those are my players. Uh, Hopefully I helped you out. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to give us a follow, comment what you want to see next on our social media platforms. All that good stuff. Again, injury update coming out later this week. Make sure to uh, listen to that. When we upload, it should be around Saturday. Uh, We'll give you some advice, some updates on all these injuries that I talked about in the last two episodes. Thank you once again for listening. Thank you all for, uh, for the support. We really appreciate that, and we will see you next time.